The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. Ready? It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Come on. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem? Tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who's going this town tonight. Hello, welcome to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Radio Talk Show. I'm in studio today, Demery Lachey. Um, Kwame, he's out again. Um, he w- should be back this week, hopefully by Thursday and Friday. Uh, I know he's out uh, vacation, flying a lot. I think he flies in actually this afternoon. Um, Alex Clancy, of course, he's on vacation this week in lovely San Diego. I ain't mad at him. He's enjoying some birthday celebrations and some vacation time. He's well needed for him. Um, you can follow Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner on Twitter. Follow Kwame Lassender, self-name on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on LinkedIn. I don't have the Twitter or the Instagram or none of the social medias. We talked about that yesterday. So, uh, But they're coming. They're on their way. And download the Voice America app. Um, download it so you can hear all shows that are produced here. Today, this morning, Tuesday... Was it July twenty second? It's twenty second already, eh? Yup, yup. Summertime moving. We got a uh, special guest uh, in the studio in the house with us today. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, great, great friend, uh, kind of like an older brother to me. You know, he's my manses in them. You know, everybody got a manses in them. <laughs> so this guy right here, he's the ultimate manses in them. <laughs> What that mean is, you know, he's like a best buddy, best friend, like look out for me all the time and I respect him. Glad he came in, respected the show. Yeah. This guy, he's a what, two time, one time uh NCAA high jump all American, two time Big Ten champion in the high jump. And uh he played for the USA three on three national team. He was a medalist. I believe they got silver was it silver or I got silver. you got silver medalist yeah. right um he done some um dunking um championships dunking tournaments um going against other dunkers i guess you could say nba pro player across the world man. yeah he's a he's a, he's a world baller uh y'all give it up or y'all hear it here uh mr adateo adesanyo <laughs> what's going yeah, on man not much, man. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you sliding through. Yeah, for sure. You know, you family. It's cool. Okay, okay. So, uh, so you know, tell us about yourself, man. You know, I know you're, uh, you know, you're Nigerian American, which yeah. is it's a great deal to see the diversity and uh, that you're dominated at what you have done thus far in your sporting events and. And what you did at school as well as a student. So, you know, tell us about yourself a little bit. You know, Mom. Yeah, man. So uh, I was at Purdue University. Um, give it up for the Boilermakers real quick. You know? uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I did track and field, man. I, I ne- mainly did the jumps, all jumps, triple jump, high jump, uh, long jump. But 
uh, for the most part, high jump was my specialty, you know. So, I, um, I, I mean, I just competed, man. I worked hard on all the summers there. Um, I was, a, I actually, I didn't tell nobody this, but I, I placed last place no. in the Big Ten Conference my freshman year. Your freshman year? Yeah, ever <laughs> since then, I was like, I'll never want to feel that feeling again. No, that's a bad head. feeling. You know that? So that's a bad feeling. I, I put in the work and uh, ended up winning the Big Ten Championship that next year. Um, qualified for nationals. Okay. And I, I just had that hunger because I actually was on a partial scholarship. So oh wow, yeah. I was just working to try and get on that full ride because you know. And now a lot can. of a lot of track athletes, you know, they don't really have full rides. It's hard to get them. Yeah, it's correct? it's like if you're not winning two, three championships at a time, or you, you like that dude yeah, coming out right. like that's. A super prodigy or something that they're typically not giving out full rides but uh you gotta earn it yeah coach jack warner at the time told me he was like you know if you want to earn this you're gonna have to be able to score a certain amount of points stay out of last place basically right exactly <laughs> stay you're out of last place you no know? nah, that's what's up man that's cool yeah so i mean i continued on um uh, I went, ended up qualifying for nationals that next year, and then the year after that, actually, uh, I placed fifth place at NCAA uh, nationals, which, you know, top eight places qualify as all American. So I was able to, I was real happy to get that. Um, and then at that actual meet, the Nigerian consulate or whoever was yeah. like at the meet, and they saw my name, I guess, flash on the board. They came and found me and was like, you know, uh, are you Nigerian? And I'm like, right. you know, I'm Nigerian hair. Like, I'm, t- I'm yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> check, the, check the blood, eh? <laughs> <laughs> like, my mom's and my, my dad, they both were born in Nigeria. So that qualified me to be a dual citizen. Okay. So I went ahead and, uh, you know, two weeks later, they flying me to Nigeria to compete at their national um championships which is kind of equivalent to our uh, olympic trials olympic okay at the time yeah okay and uh so i went ahead and um i competed i actually got there a little late because I, I wasn't aware of the whole situation so when i got there <laughs> i had like a day to rest uh-huh a day to like get on the track to see what was going on and let's see how things were to like set up right and then the next day I was competing. And wow, so you just got thrown in the fire straight off the plane. It, no I, joke. And that's the best way to be. <laughs> right, right, right. The best way to learn is to get thrown in the fire. I just got thrown in the fire. And luckily I was able, well, I'm not going to say luckily, but right. I put in that work and, and I won. So that that was a great experience for me. I got the, the rest of the trip to be able to just chill and do whatever and, and see the sights. And, and Africa is beautiful, man. Is it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's I a bet great it is, place. Man. Yeah. You hear so much about it here in the U.S. And, you know, the foreign athletes, I guess you could say, or, you know, uh, you could say your mixed athletes are foreign and U.S., like Nigerian-American athletes. Mm-hmm. It's great to see them compete. And having the choice to either, you know, stay in the U.S. and compete with them or they can go back home to their home their heritage and compete that way as well. Absolutely. Rightfully so, man. I mean, wh- why not, you know? Right. Uh, it gives everybody a little bit more of an opportunity if they have it, you know, and I just was thankful I could be able to to capitalize on that and and compete over there. Sounds good. Sounds good. Now, I understand um, through some research, um, you're producing your own 
I guess you could say what you learned from Purdue, you know, you engineering people. <laughs> so with your en- engineering techniques that you're doing like a little tour um, of you got these backpacks now right. that you're trying to produce. And actually, it's uh, U.S. official now that you're uh, able to label it in yourself. Can you talk about that a little bit? Or yeah, so that, I mean, that's I know still, I don't know if you're allowed to talk about it or nah, not. No, it's you cool, know. it's cool. I, uh, <laughs> I just got my trademark for, it's called Power Savvy. So um, a lot of people don't even know, but I did electrical engineering at Purdue University. So I was very fortunate to get that degree. And uh, with that degree, I've, you know, on the side, I've been able to work on a little hobby of mine. And that's this, this, the thought of this backpack that can be able to charge handheld devices, tablets, cell phones. Oh, wow. Uh, while you're out and about, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Mean, they have some things out there right now that you could possibly, you know, buy and purchase. But Yeah, but there's nothing on a backpack, though. Right. Uh, or that's on your bag. And Yeah, yeah. But my, my whole thing was, like, I want to be able to... To, to provide something that's cutting edge technology right. but still cool to wear because a lot of the gadgets out there right now yeah. like they're not sexy so okay. my thing is okay I want to be able to to, to provide this to a, a different demographic bring some younger, swag to it yeah. exactly the younger generation ah, trying to, I'm trying to bring them to into it. it so yeah um, but I mean at the end of the day it still has got to be a, a quality engineered product so course uh you know implementing the, the battery which you know has to be able to charge your cell phone from dead to full like four or five times within one battery right you know that that's that's important to me so i just been uh i just been working on that a little bit and and progressing hopefully i can get a little patent out of it here and there so of course it's 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 progressive. I'm just taking it easy because I want I want it to be right, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, man. That's 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 exciting for you, man. I hope you know that it, it takes off here soon, sooner than later. But <laughs> I know it's gonna take off, period, for you because you know what you're doing. You you know what you produced, and I mean that's big time. Yeah, and, I appreciate it. Uh, like yeah, I can definitely see it being used in like the athletic world, especially mm-hmm. younger college athletes, high school. Even professionals, you know, on a professional level when they're traveling overseas and whatnot, yep. that's big time. Yep. And even you can even go back to your heritage country in Nigeria, and I know good and well that they will <laughs> make it fly. You yeah. know, that their home bread, homemade bread, you know, came coming back and producing for them. That's big time. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I just, you know, it's something I've always done on the side, like I said, but it's 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 definitely progressing the direction that I wanted to go in and and uh you know one step at a time man that's huge man that's huge well coming up after the break you know we're going to talk about some sports even though it's a down down time in the sports oh yeah nation right now then you know you got football camp coming up uh the bills actually started yesterday and you know some news around the NBA about LeBron James's about LeBron James's you know uh business partner you know and there's some news that's going around about this Emmanuel Mude guy, and we also gonna have some f- some more fun with Teo um, <laughs> coming up here. So after the break, it's coming up. This is Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Radio. Yeah. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Shout out to Alex Clancy for that one. I happily requested that intro song so many times. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. Um, I'm in studio once again, Demry Lashe, Lashe, and I'm here with the, you know, my man's is in them, my good friend, Adateo Adesanyo. Um, <laughs> glad to see, you know, he's, now you reside here in Phoenix, correct? Yeah, well, yeah. technically I, I reside in Mesa, but it's, okay. it's across the street, man. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, everything's close here in Phoenix, and uh, now you've been here for you know quite some years or whatnot. Three years, three years. Okay, so you got you know this city you know by the back of your hand there pretty much. That's hopefully that's pretty good. You know you you, you showed me around a little bit. You know I only been here for a couple of months, so right. you showed me enough. <laughs> and uh, but you know you 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 went on your tour um, to um, selling your product that you uh, created yourself. Mm-hmm. And on that, like the whole idea behind that, that was all you, or well, actually, what I ended up doing was recently in May, I, I took a tour actually for school. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm in the MBA program and um, the WP Carey School of Business at, uh, at ASU, right. Arizona State University. So that actually gave me the opportunity to go overseas and um, and take some classes, take some courses in business and and how business is done in Europe. So I took that as an opportunity to kind of tailor that around the business that I'm looking at um, but of course I you know while I was out there in Germany I, I had to go to London had to go to Barcelona and right. you know, I had to go to Belgium just to just to see how things was and get a different perspective on things but it's been cool it's definitely right. been cool okay speaking of you know overseas and 
athletes going across overseas. You know, the big news that came out was it was a top five prospect here in the U.S., Emmanuel uh, Mude. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Mm-hmm. He, uh, you know, I, I apologize if I'm not, but Emmanuel Mude, he committed to SMU, mm-hmm. verbally committed, didn't sign a national letter of intent, opted out that commitment. And, you know, he, I don't know if you heard, but, you know, a lot of it's out in the media. He's going overseas to accept a one-year contract to play in China. So, he, you know, his main reason, you know, is to feed his family or whatnot. He came out and said that. Now, with you, do you believe, you know, overseas, you played overseas. Mm. How is that, like, process of going from, coming from America and playing ball back overseas? Oh, man, it was I mean, for the little bit that I played overseas, yeah. it, it was kind of mind-blowing, to be honest, because, you know, you get there, and you have all these fans, and they're going nuts. They think you are just the greatest thing on, on earth, and they don't know who you are, <laughs> you know? Right. But uh, when you get to actually playing in competition, yeah. it's a whole lot different. It's a whole lot different. Does the competition, like, pick up, or is it? It's not even about, really, the competition. It's the it's the other elements that is a lot more prevalent Like there the atmosphere of here. it? And of course. I uh-huh. mean, I, Patrick Beverly, he's a good example. He's a good friend of mine. He uh, he actually got drafted by the Heat and traded, or drafted by the Lakers, traded to the Heat, right? All right. So he's, at, he's with the Houston Rockets now, but he was in Russia for a little bit, and... Uh, I mean, he had games where they were throwing beer bottles oh, wow. on the court, you know. I mean, it's the, the other element people don't really think about, you know, the, the, the fans, get, you know, getting all in players' faces constantly or or right. the refs, you know. The refs, they, they call games a lot differently out there. Right, I mean, right. they, they feel like you have the advantage because you're a little bit more skilled, right? Yeah. So, oh, he don't need that call. Oh, right? wow. You know, it, it, that happens. Yeah, it happens, then. Yeah. It happens. Wow. You know, you, you you know, here in America, you really don't hear about that stuff. You just think they go over there, they compete, and they come back winning, And you know, especially with a game of basketball. Nah. And so, you know, for an 18-year-old kid, you know, I really don't – I really feel like, you know, he made the right choice for, his, for you know, his parents, his family – yeah. Because, you know, he's going to struggle if he would have went to college. You know, it's a struggle. You, it's nights where I, you know, did not eat. Yeah. That I struggled, that I, because mm-hmm. they put you on a regimen, they put you on a schedule that keeps you busy 24-7. Plus, you got to keep, you know, your grades correct. You got to go to class. Absolutely. And, you know, you just got to take that student-athlete part of it. But, you know, I feel as if the athlete part, it's, it's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. So with this kid being 18, 19 years old, you know, I really don't know much about overseas. But I understand the concept of, yo, I got to feed my family. Playing in the NBA, it's a dream. Right. Playing professionally in any, in any sport, you know, that's a dream to this athlete. But his main goal is to feed his family and, at yeah. the end of the day. And to make some paper. Yeah. But, I mean, at that, when I still look at it, it's not easy Either way, whether he's making money doing it now or he goes to school for a year or two to no, right. to get prepared for it. Because you think about that kid, he's 18. Yeah. He's not going to know nobody. No, nobody. Nobody. He's alone, bro. The only thing he got is his computer, and his Skype, agent. and his agent. <laughs> his you know agent's going to be there. That's Maybe it. take a girl over there. Who knows? Probably not. <laughs> I wouldn't take no women overseas. <laughs> 
Because you that main thing coming in with 1.2 million uh, on your chest. Uh. Exactly. And even, even like you were saying, you know, he's going to come over there with a target on his chest just because he's more skilled. He's American. His name, he's American coming over to China and his name has been broadcast mm-hmm. all over the national news. You know, is he, I don't know if he, if he's ready for that commitment. You know, I understand. See, I, like a few, few weeks ago, I had the, I had the statement of, you know, I don't see why not this kid can't go overseas and play ball and get, you know, get what he need to get done for his family. A lot of, I think a lot of kids should because I've been a student athlete myself. Oh yeah. And I struggled. You know, I'm just like, man, if I had a chance just to make money and play the game that I love, and hopefully come up, follow my dream, because if he don't make it to the NBA or if he don't pan out in the NBA, he can still go overseas regardless, especially right. in basketball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had that mindset as well. Like, yo, maybe I can, you know, overseas ain't going nowhere, so why not just start a little bit while I can, then come back, you know. I don't understand why more college athletes don't do that. But now from the information that you just pertain to me, I'm like, I never really thought of the whole concept of, yeah. Just you know, there, just being out there, living out there. You're 18. Yeah, yeah. You don't know how to handle yourself when you're 18. Like you know, exactly. you being around professionals and it's, it's it's it is a bit different. So I mean, I'm pulling for this guy. I'm pulling for Young Emmanuel. You yeah, know, just, I'm, I'm pulling for him too, man. Just to get your year in there, and I understand. You know, your family's gonna be fed one one point two million dollars. That's Hey, I, I would have I took it too. Yeah. Now, all this talk I'm talking about, I would have took it too. I would have been right there next to him like, yo, we're going to get this paper, do what we got to do. Right, right. I mean, you know, I popped my hat off to him. And, I mean, I just I, I just hope for the best. You know, you hear guys like Brandon Jennings, he went the same route. Same route. And you see he's almost all-star potential still guard. But some guys struggle who yeah. come from the um, who go over to the U.S. and come back like I, a Jeremy Tyler. I, I mean, I know personal people that I mean, all, I'm dating all the way back to high school that I thought was just like gods right. that were tough in the gym. Like, right. you know, they averaging 25 to 30 points a game in high school. You know, end up at a, a mid-major college because of grades or whatnot. You know, then just fall off. You know, they may not even fell off athletically, but they go overseas and just get lost in the system. You right. know what I mean? I, I've heard of agents and teams not paying players. You know, you're supposed to eat off this money, and, you know, if you don't get your money, what are you going to do? Who are you going to cry to? Who are you going <laughs> to? Right. It's not that easy, bro. Like, no. Then you got other countries where it's not really even like a political system set up like we do in the U.S. So, for instance, Mexico. Yeah. Gee, like, there are like some cartels or whatnot that might even be involved that we don't know nothing about, you know? So Correct. That's, that's a whole nother factor. Man, I hope, you know, like I said, I'm looking out for this kid. I hope, you know. Nothing like that. I hope he, I hope he makes my statement true about, that the same one I made a few weeks ago about you know young athletes you know go get that money go feeding their families mm-hmm. then that dream hopefully it'll come true for you mm-hmm. but you know just being like you say you came um, on a partial scholarship 
at Purdue when you was at Purdue competing in high jumping and how hard you had to work just for that and I already know your living was just like you was really questioning yourself like man like am I ready yeah, me and your older brother I mean right. we, we used to make $20 stretch right <laughs> right right right. We, we could we could use $20 over this man in like two weeks uh, <laughs> that's what's Lafayette for you though but right. you know well being an athlete on top of that I mean I yeah. know it's way worse mm-hmm. and I know it was very difficult for you so that's why I suggest you know college athletes or young high school prep if you if you good enough to play in the pro or any pro anywhere go do that you know because it, it, Shabazz Napier came out said to himself he's an NCAA champion national champion mm-hmm. he even said yo I'm it's nice you know I don't eat he said it himself you know it. then they yeah. came out with this whole meal plan deal which the school has to pay they didn't really come out to the media that the school they actually have to pay for that meal plan so it's some schools that's like, yep. oh, we can eat meals at all times, but then once they look at the rules and regulations, the NCAA put upon, it was like, oh, but you got to pay for this. Yeah. So my school in particular, I heard, you know, through some people, they were like, yeah, I guess our budget is so low, like we can't afford it. So yeah. it's even like at a high standard of that. So, you know, crazy. if you if you good enough, you know, I, I say go for it. I mean, if that's if that's what you know, you can you always take do, classes online. <laughs> if, that, if that's what you know, you want to do for the rest of your life. True. I mean, then then to go ahead and do it, but not even yeah. for the rest of your life. Just because you got the opportunity right then and now, take take advantage of it. You true, can always go true. to school. School is never going to leave anywhere. Yeah, you're right. So you're right. yeah, it's always there. Yesterday, the Buffalo Bills opened up um, camp, and the number one surprise, I guess you could say was rookie Sammy Watkins, they say he was out there just clowning, just just going ballistic in minicamp, which I expected him to do. Um, maybe not from day one, but I know he's a big-time wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills now. E.J. Manuel, I know he's loving it. Um, the day he got drafted, I, it, was a, it was a great choice for them to go that way because they got rid of – or Stevie Johnson didn't sign back with Buffalo, which he's in San Francisco now. Mm-hmm. You know that's a smart. I don't. I don't blame that brother <laughs> for going to the it. bay. You know, don't knock it <laughs> from Buffalo. You ain't got to play in the snow no more. Boy. But um, yeah, the Buffalo Bills first team that got started with their mini with their summer camp preseason camp. Now um, the football camp, you know, is underway. Uh, the Giants um, opened their camp as well today, and uh, you know, the pro preseason deal is, has finally started. We're now, you know, underway with football. And it's about that time. Yeah, it's the best time. Like I said <laughs> yesterday, it's the best time in the in the, uh, in football reigns because it, now it starts up. Now is where you see the guys compete and try to make that 53-man roster. And it, it's very exciting uh, to see these men compete. This is where you get like the little guys, you know, mm-hmm. the guys that you don't hear about from like, say, per, per se, like an Indiana State, like a small college athlete, you know, this is where they rise and make their jobs, take a position and take off with yeah. their careers. And this is also where like the fans start to really follow their teams. Like, yeah. Like if you're a true fan of your team, this is when you're like, okay, who we got here, who's coming out, who's doing well. Right, right. And, you know. Right, and that's, Next exciting as well. They they do have a lot of fans that come out to attend these camps. Mm-hmm. So coming back when we come back from break, we're gonna go more into uh, NFL camp talk and also LeBron James business partner. You know Maverick Carter. If you're buying it or whatnot, uh, we'll be back with Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Radio. Boys, boys. 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Call Me Lassiter. Sports talk show. I don't know where that came from. I honestly don't know that one. I usually Dookie how how man. I usually know each one. They got me with that one. Okay, okay. Justin got me with that one, man. My man Jay got me with that one. That was that was great. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. Uh, I'm in studio. Demry Lachey. Kwame's still out. He's a very busy man. That man is all about business. Like he he really. You know, he goes out and gets that dollar, which I tip my hat off to him each and every time. I got two as well. Yeah. I don't even know the man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great guy. You know, he's a former football player um, for the Cardinals and the San Diego Chargers. If you don't know much about him, um, great inspiration to the game off the field. And uh, what he does after um, being the president of the NFL alumni, one of the presidents of the NFL alumni uh Fun ra- fun foundations and fundraisers, and he's always at those camps, and mm-hmm. he's doing it big. You know, he, he he's really doing his own thing, and uh, you know that man stays busy. Alex Clancy is also out the studio as well. Vacationing, yeah, he vacationing it. Chilling. He vac- I can't wait till he get back though, because me and him we we go at it off the mic on the mic. Like he's a great friend of mine <laughs> that I found um, out here when working with him. He's a great person to work with. So. Before we took the break, we were talking about uh, NFL camp kicking off, which is my favorite time of the season. 
when camp is happening because you got to go through that that grind season. Right. You know, it's that grind where it hurts it and does. you can't cry. You can't <laughs> call mommy and tell her, take me out. I'm done. No, it's it's that grind season where it's 100 degrees everywhere. You're in the middle of the heat. You got to practice. I mean, it's the reason. Ooh, I'm getting chills already, man. I miss mm-hmm. that, like that feeling. It, it sucked. Don't get me wrong. It was, it was, it was really tough. But I mean, after you make it through that grind, you're so ready for that season and oh, yeah. ready for it to kick off. And it's like becoming a man every year. Becoming a man every year. That's what you go take it as becoming a man. I mean, I'm, y'all I can see the that. Struggle. But <laughs> y'all gotta go through the struggle. Yeah, yeah, man. As a man, yeah. Hopefully. Most men go through the struggle, but what really popped out, <laughs> what really popped out towards me um, that came out um, yesterday was hearing from Tony Dungy making the comments about Michael Sam. Um, Michael Sam was drafted, you know, as we all know, by the St. Louis Rams in the seventh round. And Tony Dungy, you know, he made some comments about it yesterday saying he wouldn't have, basically, he wouldn't have drafted him. Uh, he doesn't understand why he got drafted. Mm. Um, mm. It's pretty strong comments coming from, you know, a guy who's really high in his religion and Tony Dungy, known for, you know, being a religious man um, with his Christian Christianity, you know, religion. Mm-hmm. And so with him making these comments, it's just like it kind of surprised me, but yet I'm not surprised. And he was just, honestly, he was making some statements like, you know, this kid, like nothing against him. You know, he's he's a football player. Of course, he's going to live his dream and got the opportunity to perform, but also, you know, it's going to be very difficult for him. I mean, to be realistic for what he came out with and what he did, all the things that he did before the draft. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds like he's trying to be like, Tony Dungy is trying to be Mm -hmm. practical. Like, at the bottom line, you draft this player, there are going to be issues somewhere along the line. Right. And to think about all the positions and all the players that are available, do you want to really risk that? Because it's going to happen and something's going to happen in that locker room. Yeah. At some point, at some point of the season or at with some other team or what, whatever it may be, and do you want to have to deal with that? Right. That's what he's saying. It's, it's guaranteed. Yeah, and he's saying, you know, Tony Dungy was, you know, some of his statements was, you know, it's going to be a big distraction towards the St. Louis Rams, their organization. I mean, I, I mean, and I agree with that because it even started back when Michael Sam started, tried to start the reality uh, show through the OWN network, the Oprah Winfrey network. That was and terrible that was just, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a bad, terrible idea, especially after you got drafted. You didn't even make the team yet. You know, you're in the seventh round choice. You know, most people, most draft picks that make the team are your first, second, third, maybe your fourth and fifth round. But six and seven, for sure, they're fighting for position. They're fighting um, undrafted free agents or whatnot. So, you know, I agree. You know, it's, it, it is a big distraction coming towards the team. And Michael Sam, I mean, he has, he has to live up to a lot of speculation. or he, he has to, you know, come in. He has a lot on his back. All right. That he forced upon himself. You think about it, like, a lot, out of all those guys that don't make it, let's say he, for instance, doesn't make it, and not because he's gay or anything, just because he may or may not have been good enough. Right. Now there has to be the thought, okay, 
did he not make it because he was gay? Right. Or did he not make it because exactly. he was good? Like, you have to go through that. Exactly. And another thing is, you know, what if, what if he makes a team that the whole team sees, not even trying to be biased, but they see a whole nother player, you know, that at his position that did better than him during camp, but they're like, hey, we, we can't cut that, you know, exactly. the homosexual guy. Or, I mean, I hope that doesn't happen in the organization. If he does get cut, I hope Michael Sam understands that, you know, Maybe you weren't ready. Maybe you just weren't ready for the Rams, or right. maybe they weren't ready for you. And that'll be a huge distraction if you got to cut him, or if you cut him and you got a a, a great player that could have made the team in that position, and but you had to cut him just to keep him on. So there's no distraction, and, and or there's what, no speculation. And that's what Tony Junji is probably, you know, trying to get you know, side it out. It just came out odd because you know Tony Dungy. He's usually those guys you know who conservative. where there's a lot of yeah. He's, he, when there's a lot of speculation going on with the NFL player, he would be the main one to go sit down, have a talk with them. A lot of it, like for instance, the last one I could think of, Michael Vick. He sat down with Michael Vick mm-hmm. after the dog incidents when he was free. He told him you know uh, they they had mentoring discussions with discussions with one another numerous times, and therefore you know that got. Um, Michael Vick right on track. He always shouted out, you know, thanks to Tony Dungy. And he did that with a lot of players. Even when he was coaching in Tampa Bay and in Indianapolis, uh, he only did not only for the teams but for the community. So I would think, you know, with with the whole situation of Michael Sam's distractions and being gay and coming out first NFL player, that maybe he would have taken him, you know, on the side and been like, hey, you know, let's let's talk about this. But for him to come out, put him on blast, and it really that was tough. It's really tough. Going into the season, um, the NFL season, Ron Jaworski for ESPN. You know, he always does his top five QBs or top ten QBs going into the season, and the top five out of those ten QBs that he had in order was. I'm gonna, I, I just wanted to understand if you agree with this or not. His top five that he had going to the season was number five, Andrew Luck. Number four, Drew Brees. Number three, Aaron Rod, Number Yeah, number three, Aaron Rodgers. Number two, Tom Brady. And number one, Peyton Manning. Going into this season, this coming up season, I want to hear from you, Teo, out of Teo. <laughs> Mr. Out of Saint, Mr. I do it. I, I does a lot under my works. <laughs> do you agree with that? Do you agree with that? That top five, just the top five right now. It's a lot of quarterbacks, you know, that could can arguably be up there. Yeah, I mean, I, I see missing the man from the Bay Area on that on that. Mr. Kaepernick. Uh, yeah, he's not on there, obviously, but I, I think I could agree with that. You, I mean, you can agree I can with see that? that. I mean, Manning. Think about it. Manning had actually a great season. Yeah, he as, broke. Yeah, as, he broke numerous records. Exactly. Last year. As many as. As terrible as the the, the Super Bowl the was, Super yeah, Bowl the outcome was, was very. Yeah, he he definitely deserves to be in that number one spot. I, I believe Brady and Rodgers are just some world class performers, man. Like I, I see them being where they need to be at. I mean, and Andrew Luck, Breeze. I mean, they could be replaced here and there, but I think they rightfully have a a, a position in that top five spot. That's what, great. What do you think? In my opinion, I'm going to tell you like how it is. There's some great quarterbacks in the NFL, right. regardless. Mm-hmm. Top five, I do. I love Andrew Luck. I think he's going to be the best quarterback, you know, the, of this next generation. Next generation. I mean, generation. He's, right now, to me, in my opinion, he's eating RG3's 
that draft class up. Like mm-hmm. Andrew Luck is so far ahead of them. Yep. No disrespect, because I mean RG three. He just that injury is really holding him back. Otherwise, he'll be Probably him and Luck be neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Andy Dalton was also in there. Russell Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson got the ring, but you know his his team is just incredible. That was sur- surrounding him, and he really didn't stand out as a quarterback. So, like you said, they missed out maybe on on a Kaepernick on uh, Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Big Ben's a tough quarterback. Um, and then you got guys who you know who really proven themselves, such as Cam Newton. Um, I think that's right though for right now. Philip Rivers. I mean, there's a lot of guys you can put in that five spot to me. I don't, I, yeah, honestly, true, though. I'm a huge Colts fan, you know, born and raised in Indianapolis. So when, once Andrew Luck has bought out with the Colts, I was, you know, I was really like, yeah, okay. But then I see, you know, teams like the guys who've been, who've been here, like Tony Romo put up excellent numbers. No, he's not a winner in the fourth quarter. He struggles. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the, the guy puts up, like, buku numbers. Like, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So... You know, you, you could throw numerous guys in that five spot. It's tough. I don't think Andrew Luck. He's he may be a top ten quarterback, but I, it's tough to throw him in that top five. Even though this is before the season and uh, before the season ranking, off last season to put him as a top five out there with the echelon of Breeze, Rodgers, Brady, and Manny because nobody's touching him at all. No, no, they're like the elite, right. and then there's that five spot. That <laughs> yeah, that five to like. Eleven yeah. is like okay, these guys can ball like they're stars, and then everyone else, mm-hmm. and which is very close between everyone else and these stars. It's just these guys; they're winning more games and they can drive the ball. To me, to be the ultimate elite quarterback is if you can drive your team numerous times on eighty, ninety yard drives. I mean, forty when you get the ball at the fifty yard line, like Russell Wilson did with the Seahawks with mm-hmm. a great defense. Right. It's easy to go forty yards and score a touchdown with mm-hmm. forty, sixty yards. But to go, it, or it's easier. I'm sorry, it's easier. Yeah. But to go from like eighty from your twenty, right, and do this constantly, like Peyton Manning, Rodgers, and Breeze, and Luck, even like, even Luck did it numerous times this past season. I mean, that's that's special. Real quick, who would you rather have on your team? Luck, Dalton, Luck or Cam, or Cam Newton. Ooh. As your quarterback. Call me last of the sports talk show. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back. I'll be back to answer that question and we're gonna take a quick break right here. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports sports and medicine go hand in hand quite simply if you aren't up to your game health-wise you won't be up to your game on the field that's where bruce the sports doc comes in dr bruce grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now the world There we go. That's something that I know. There's different strokes. Yeah, that's right up the, That's right up our alley. Yeah, I, I know all about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. Um, this is our last segment. I'm sitting in studio. Demry Lachey. I'm in here with, uh, you know, once again, my man's is in them. My good friend. Teo Adesanya. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Teo Adesanya. He's a Q-Dog, by the way. If you didn't know that, I don't know what that means, but he's one of them guys. Uh, he's a, he's in the Greek life. Um, he did it while obtaining his master or his bachelor's degree at Purdue University, and also uh, being a standout student athlete at the high jump, being a two-time Big Ten champion, and also a one-time All-American um, in the NCAA. Which is, you know, I tip my hat off to that as well. That's that's a lot on your plate, and you're. It made you know. It made you who you are now today, and better yourself yeah, for the bless, future. Man, bless. Yep. And but before the break, you know, you asked me a question: What quarterback? What I take between Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, and Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton, I respect. You know everything he's done with Cincinnati, but to me, I think he feeds off a lot of his energy. Um, from that great defense that they had, and he disappeared a few times. Plus, you got the top, a top five wide receiver on your team, and AJ Green. I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. easy to, for you to win some ball games offensively and put up great numbers. So, to me, he'll be in number three, and he has a lot to prove this season. I tell you that much. He has a lot to prove in Cincinnati with um, Cincinnati schedule. Uh, moving on between Andrew Luck and Cameron Newton. Right now, I, I, I would take, I would take. Uh, Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. <laughs> you can't just say it. I would, yeah, that's tough because Andrew Luck, my boy, and he's younger, so I see the potential ahead of him. But Cam Newton, he's at that stage where he's doing it now. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm going to have to go with Andrew Luck. <laughs> His mindset, I mean, I, I'll, I'll go with Andrew Luck over Cam Newton right now. I wouldn't say every day, all day, every day. Because Andrew Luck got some questionable games where he lost. And, but Cam Newton, you know, he was more consistent in – it took him a few years to finally get to the echelon level. and But now he has a lot to prove because he lost quite a few wide receivers. And now I, I can't even name a few wide receivers that's down there right now. I think they picked up Kelvin Benjamin in the draft from Florida State. I think he, yeah, I think he was in Carolina now, which is, that's a big target. Mm-hmm. He's about 6'5", 230. That's a big man. So, you know, he, he does have Kim coming in. Uh, big news that came out yesterday, I guess you could say right now in um, sports world, is that, uh, LeBron James' business partner, Maverick Carter, came out and said, you know, we didn't push LeBron to go to Cleveland. 
Are you buying that? Because I'm not. Because this guy, Maverick Carver, is his business partner. He, he has his business set up in Cleveland, along with, you know, LeBron's other businessmen. They never left Cleveland. LeBron left Cleveland. Him and his family went down to Miami, right. did what they did, got some championships, uh, popped a few bottles. Right. He did what he had to do. Now, the whole speculation of did he did Maverick Carter come back in his ear like, yo, take you know, go back to Cleveland, man. You know, we all there. Your whole family's there. Everybody else, your friends or whatnot. Because if you look at LeBron, he really had friends, you know. Right. He, he didn't leave East Cleveland or East Ohio, the Northeast Ohio. He didn't leave Akron. In Cle- he played, what, 10, 10, 10, 10 years, 9 to 10 years in Cleveland. And then, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, less than that. About 7, seven 8 years in Cleveland, then went to Miami. So, with him going back, you know, do you do you buy that? That he didn't, you know, Maverick Carter, his business partner, did not push him to come back to Cleveland? Because I'm not buying it. I, 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 I think he's just probably trying to say that he didn't, like, really push, push him. Right. But... I don't buy that he wasn't like, yo, if you come back, you know, we got you. Right. <laughs> I right. think he still, I mean, if it's in his favor, which I think it is for him to go back to Cleveland, he, he may have, uh, you know, allowed LeBron to kind of simmer on the thought of going back and he could have been a plus one or something yeah. like that. But I don't think it was his intentions, you know, idea or his push that Got LeBron. So you're telling me that if you, your business partner, is from your hometown, your home city, and he ain't, you telling me there's no talk between like, yo, think about coming back, think about being that hero. What if you did this? Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, he's not going to influence where I go. Like, I'm still going to make that decision at the end of the day. I don't care where my business partner is. But you're the number one athlete in all sport. Like, you're, he got decorated as the number one athlete. He passed Michael Jordan, who's been Michael Jordan was number one for the past few years. Yeah. He passed Michael Jordan. He's the number one untouchable athlete because he went home to Cleveland. Right. You know what? That's business. You know <laughs> <laughs> that has a lot of business. He's bringing home Cleveland, well, close to they saying projected a billion dollars. He has a number one selling jersey. Yeah. And he ain't even got to pick this number yet. He ain't even picked. <laughs> like that's business. But one thing I do. One thing I do agree with you on though is the fact that. I think it was a good idea for LeBron to go back. It was a great idea, yeah. Because you think about all the the strife and all the terrible things that were said when he left just right. to go partner up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Right. Now when he goes back, there's like no excuses for his career. You know what I mean? Like right. now they can't, the haters will have just that much less to say right. when he does succeed. So... You know, I, I think it was a good move for him regardless at the end of the day. All right. Uh, but I don't think that his business partner is, like, the major reason why he made that decision. I think personally, like, he wanted to make that decision so he can get that yeah. that arrow off You can tell he always wanted chapter. to go back to Cleveland. He never yeah. closed that chapter with them. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, do you think the Cavs should trade um, Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love or in that whole deal? Hell yes. Yeah, you got to. Hell yeah. You got to. I'm I was just saying if, if you I had a brain or not. Here, no, you can't. Yeah. But hell yes. <laughs> Kevin Love, that dude is a dog. Yeah. A beast. He is. You got to go get him if you can. Real quick, you know, uh, it's been a great show. I appreciate, you know, 
Teo coming in and speaking the truth about his overseas career uh, with the uh, with his national playing on three hundred three national uh, for the U.S. basketball team. And I wanted to I wanted to break some news on here too. If you, oh, go if ahead. You mind. Um, go ahead, man. I'm, so I'm going I'm going to Nigeria <laughs> August first. Okay. Um, I got a funeral to go to for my grandfather and whatnot. Okay. Uh, Sorry to hear that. But while I'm out there, I will be trying to play for the Nigerian national team on a on an okay. Olympic level. So I'm I'm gonna make that that. that so run. you going home too, like LeBron, eh? <laughs> hey, business man. Business, nah, I'm messing with you. Man, that's that's nah. that's incredible, man. Nah, that's, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try out. Yeah. They, I just got the confirmation. They got my profile and whatnot. So you know, nice. I'm gonna try to do this basketball thing over there. That's cool, man. Cool. Hey, real quick before we go, though, I'm gonna I'm gonna test you on your Nigerian. Uh, Knowledge? Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I you know I did some research, pulled up a few questions. So I'm I'm gonna test you, man. I'm gonna ask you seven questions. You know that was my number in college, number seven, it's favorite uh, number. So question number one, I'm gonna give you like a little riddle. If I was them, okay. You gotta tell me who it is. Number one, I am ranked number thirty on VH1's 100 Greatest Women in Music list. I am an accomplished singer, songwriter, composer, and producer. Oh man, you <laughs> I was discovered. <laughs> Because of my rendition and my number one song of Smooth Operator. Uh-oh. I was the lead vocalist for my self-named group. Come on, man. You know this. Uh, man. She's, she's, she's Nigerian. Come on. I can't even I can't even call it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sade. 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 Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sade Ola. The, uh, number two. My stage name means Hawk and Yoruba. 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 I grew up with three brothers. I am a French Nigerian singer and songwriter. Come on, man! All with all these singers. Man. All right, man. <laughs> Her name is Asa. Asa. I, I don't couldn't know. even. Okay, I, nope. she was very famous. Here we oh. go. Here go one you might like. I played four years for Vanderbilt. I first played organized basketball 2007 for the Sacramento Forehas as an AAU team. I joined the Golden State Warriors in 2012 and played power forward center. <laughs> Fetus Azili, he's Nigerian. Azili. Come on, you're he, over three. Is he even good? Like, yeah, he's a beast. All right, here's another one. This <laughs> one that surprised me. I won two Grammy awards. I'm known for my hits "Pretty Girls" and "Chillin'" featuring Lady Gaga. I am part of MMG. Okay. I reside. Why? Okay, Why? here we go. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know. Uh, you didn't know that. No, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, All right. Nigerian. I'm a 12 NBA All Star, 12 time NBA All Star, and six time first team NBA selection. I didn't play until I was 15 years old. I was a two-time NBA Finals and champ. I am known as the Dream. Hakeem, the Dream, Olajuwon. All right. And here's number six for you. I was born in Houston, but my parents were born in Nigeria. So he's an official Nigerian-American, just like you. My first album, The Sound of Revenge, rose to number 10 on the U.S. Billboard charts. My single, Riding Dirty, was number one for three weeks. (laughs) <laughs> Chameleon? Yeah, exactly. That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. I didn't know that either. That's, you and him were like brothers. Eh? <laughs> Last one, number seven. I am a two-time Big Ten champ. I am from the streets of Chicago where I came to the States. I was an All-American in high jump. My favorite animal was rhinos, especially the pink ones. <laughs> I played for Team USA 3-on-3 national team. Tell you, bro. You wild. Correct. Correct. <laughs> hey, you pass. You pass. You get your uh, 
<laughs> you get your degree today once again. <laughs> no, I appreciate you coming on the show, calling the Kwame, blessing the mic on the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Radio Show. Appreciate it. Everyone, download the app, um, Voice America. Tune into the show, and I will. We we're off tomorrow, off on Wednesday, so I will be back in studio Thursday. This is Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Radio. Peace. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.